Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Taras, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. So this is Christmas, and what have we done? Is that the are those the lyrics? I, I don't know that. Song. So this is Christmas. <laughs> That's not one of my favorites. What is? Isn't that the song? Merry Merry Christmas. Yeah. Is that the words? I don't even know the words, babe. Da, 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 da. Ding, dong, ding, yeah, this is dong. it's the John Lennon song. Oh, okay. I don't who knows that song, babe. That's not like your that's like the song they play in the department stores. Yeah, you right, you right. So that's what we're talking about Christmas and what have we done, babe. Is that like a oh no, what have we done? Oh, no, <laughs> actually, for us, contextually, what this means is what have we done for christmas most years as a family tradition oh, boom i see it i see it and how are we going to incorporate that in our new little family yeah we're still figuring it out yeah we are still figuring it out so this is us unpacking that particularly around s-a-n-t-a <laughs> yeah satan what? <laughs> no wow so we've had several people would ask us so how are you guys going to do santa and now we have to think about it so this is like us just unpacking that real time like ashley didn't even know i was gonna ask her that and i have probably spent a total of 15 minutes thinking about it before literally our conversation before no 15 (laughs) minutes before we hit record so this is the raw take and hopefully by the end of it we're a little bit more informed hopefully we're a little bit smarter who knows since i've learned from you so you learn from me while well, I am older. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is our take and our experience as we approach this Christmas slash holiday season, how we've experienced it individually, the differences we bring to the table, and what we're going to do with S-A-N-T-A. I will say I do want to include some of your way into our way. You know what I'm saying? Yahweh. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, no, I think it'll be fun to do, but this year we're doing American style. Okay. Well, here's the episode. Because you're an American now. Proud to be. (laughs) Hope you enjoy. Babe, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ding dong. (laughs) And it's a time of year where our differences come to the absolute forefront. The absolute, I can think of some other times. They okay, come to the well, absolute forefront. <laughs> of all of the ways that our differences come to light, this is one of them. Yes. Mostly because we just had very different upbringings mm-hmm. when it came to this. So, And I don't think it's that different anymore for us. I think you've just basically given up on me <laughs> what? With, with, with Christmas. <laughs> You're like, yeah, he's... Man. I mean, we're at the point where... Yeah, but people don't know what you're talking about yet. And you just said, I just give up on you. Well, I, I think this is this is the hook. They're like, oh, man. Ooh, Ashley's a horrible person. Let no, me no, no. More. <laughs> no, it's, it's MJ's a helpless case. We can't expect any improvement in this area of his life. I wonder what it is. I've seen a big improvement, though. Yeah, but it's still not... Like, it's not my forte. There's still room for improvement. Yeah, so... To contextualize it for everybody that's a captive audience that doesn't know what we're talking about. I'm talking about the time where at Christmas, 
It's all about the gifts, and we're supposed to give them. And if you can't tell... Which side of the fence I'm trying lands on. Yeah. This is, a, this is a bit of a... Let's just call it an untrained muscle. Mm. Um, so, whereas for you, I think we should just start with, you know, just to contextualize it. Why are we so different? What was Christmas like for you versus what Christmas is like for me? Since we're approaching... The most wonderful time of the year. I honestly do think it is the most wonderful time of year. It is probably my favorite time of year. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely my favorite time of year. I love everything about Christmas. And yeah, even apart from the gifts. Mm -hmm. But I did grow up in a family where gifts was the love language of several people in my family. Yeah, like 95% of everybody. (laughs) So, except for me, that's not Mm. my love language, but that is how I received love as a child growing up. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there was a big emphasis Mm -hmm. on Christmas morning and the experience of it. And I will say this, I think a lot of that came from, well, I grew up in a split family, so I always had two Christmases, so there was that. But I think in both homes... Both my mom and my dad did a really good job of really trying to create like an experience, like a moment, you know, for us as kids. They wanted it to be really special. And so I think they did that in their own ways. But my mom definitely more so. Mm -hmm. Actually, now that I'm saying that, my dad definitely gave me gifts too. So I think from literally both my parents in separate homes. (laughs) A lot of gifts. A lot of gifts. A lot of gifts. And so... Um, What's the most memorable gift? Hmm. Because I can tell you mine, but you tell me yours first. You tell me yours while I think of mine. There was one Christmas. That I just, again, contextualize. We were not gift givers in our family. <laughs> there was one Christmas where for the time where you like kind of start opening gifts. I don't even exactly know the context other than it was around Christmas. My dad sits down pulls out his wallet there's three crisp 100 euro bills that he gave one of each to each of us children uh siblings so that stood out to me i was like wow i got 100 euros i don't even know what i spent the money on but that was very memorable (laughs) so and that's one of the most recent in my family uh christmas gifts i say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek but that was definitely memorable because I don't think anybody I knew got gifts that way. Hmm. I still cannot think of <laughs> the most memorable. I know that that would like crush both my parents' hearts because that was such a, a way for them to express love. But like I said, that's not my love language. So while I definitely always appreciated the gesture and yeah. the effort that they put into making that special that's just not the way that I received love. It never has been. That's, and so that's probably my only saving grace then too, is that because it hasn't been the way that you <laughs> like you and I aren't necessarily like that either to each other. Yeah. And we're much more, I would say probably pragmatic, practical with what we get each other. And like, we know it and we basically are like, Hey, I want this for Christmas. Yeah, we have literal lists. (laughs) And so, yeah, I don't, I think now that I'm thinking about this, this is interesting. I think the way that I show love is 
I do get, I love, get, I do enjoy giving people gifts. Mm-hmm. I enjoy lavishing people in that way and being mm-hmm. generous and just, yeah. Because that's how you saw it being That's expressed. how I saw it being modeled. Yeah. But the, that's not the way that I receive love. Yeah. So It's not the way I receive or give love. <laughs> yeah. Like it is so, it's so foreign to me. Yeah. So yeah, that was my experience. There was a lot of anticipation and that yeah. childlike wonder of like waking up and there were lots of presents under the tree and then we would have, you know, breakfast and mm-hmm. Christmas breakfast. And there was a lot of an intentionality or um, effort into just like making those moments special. So that was my experience. But and I'll say this because it's a little bit different from yours culturally. It was definitely like a, you open your stocking stuffers yeah. on Christmas Eve. Yep. Well, you go to Christmas Eve service, you open your, you come home, mm-hmm. you open your stocking stuffers, you go to bed, you wake up the next morning yep. and you read the Christmas story in the Bible and then you open your gifts. That was the tradition, you know, of yeah. Christmas. Which probably is what most people, most plus Americans. or minus church service would do in a standard american christmas yeah i think the difference for me is that that was so uncommon Mm -hmm. because in all of austria um and arguably i don't even know of all of europe but probably most of europe as well christmas is celebrated on christmas eve and austria this too yeah interesting i thought that was a filipino thing no it's uh strangely an austrian thing as well Hmm. and even between austria and like what my family ended up doing or i don't even really know what they did in the philippines either but in austria there's a sense of man i'm gonna get so slaughtered if this is not (laughs) quoted correctly but this effectively i think there's it's it's on the 24th they have a christmas dinner in the dining room and apparently while they're having dinner, Santa Claus comes and fills the tree with gifts. And then they open the gifts that day, that after dinner, something like that. Okay. Man, I sure as heck hope I am correct in that because <laughs> they're like, you don't even li- live there. You <laughs> You're know so nothing rusty, about- man. I know. Um, well, also in part, the reason I don't know that is because we didn't do it that way. Ah. So the way our family did it was Christmas Eve service at church. Than some like crazy feast of like. You have to explain this because this is I got to experience this. Yeah, and it it's was fantastic like and extremely crazy. Thing. So yeah, explain the whole thing. Like the yeah, whole so setup. you basically have a dining table that you clear of any decorations or anything, and you basically lay out banana leaves mm-hmm. to cover the entire table. And then you, like what we did was we would take basically like rice as the base and just fill the entire that table. fills the whole table. Yeah, just, I've never seen so much rice. You basically turn the table into a big plate. Yeah. And then, and then it's just like what you want to eat with the rice, you just throw on top of that. Yeah, but it was just like fish and shrimp and chicken and beef yeah. and just and because we're in Austria, like whole feast. brats <laughs> and like sausage, schnitzel. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like okay. And then you leave. You basically leave enough of a margin around the perimeter of the table so that you can have your own section of the banana leaf, 
and you basically eat it like hungry hippo style like with your hands yeah yeah with your hands hungry hippo style where you're like scooping out the amount that you would want to eat and then you just like and it was like that's what we did so mm-hmm. we didn't do that every year by the way but i don't know if you already mentioned what time this takes place oh gosh it's like 9 30 10 p.m yeah it's it's, so it's after christmas eve service we have a meal and then we basically essentially have like a dress rehearsal for new year's eve where instead of waiting until the next morning we wait until midnight of christmas eve and open presents at midnight yeah and so between like 10 30 11 like that hour and a half to two hours of time late at night you're already like groggy because you're stuffed your face full of hungry hippo food and then you're also waiting until you hit midnight i don't know why we did that i I honestly don't even know if that's like what most filipinos do Mm. i'm pretty sure not none of the austrians do this but we did it and we would like pass the time by playing games and so one of the games one of the years my mom just made up i think i'm pretty sure she just made it up i think all the games your mom yeah she just made them up to pass the time but one of the games was really fun where we took all of the christmas cards that people wrote to us yeah (laughs) and like all of the kids would line up and they would each take turns trying to throw a christmas card into a basket that was maybe three or four yards away Mm -hmm. and i mean you can't predict the flight of this you know, postcard or Christmas card. And so that was a lot of fun where we would just like try and make it to midnight and then clock strikes midnight and we open presents and then you sleep in. And I think that is actually way better than having to try and pretend like you're going to sleep and wake up Christmas morning and opening presents. But I think there's pros and cons to each. Yeah, it was crazy when I got to experience that. Oh yeah, the other game was... uh, (laughs) They, there was something that you had to like shake off yeah that's you, the one that i played mama would put like post-it, post-it notes all yeah. over your body and you and had you to like had, shake them yeah. off yeah so like everybody's l- cracking up it's so funny <laughs> yeah so that's that was like that's a typical christmas for us and i think the gifts aren't really even they're almost just like a we have to do this so there are gifts i think <laughs> If my parents were honest, they would probably say we would wish we never had to do gifts. And to them, it's not that they're like, oh, they hate Christmas. It's To them, it's much more the time that they spend together with um, our relatives that are there and our friends that joined us for Christmas. Like that meant to, way more to them. That That's what made it to Christmas much more than what the presents were. Hmm. And so, so to me, like we never even really, like us as kids, siblings never even really did presents for each other until like way later Mm. so and then you know so we have like completely different ways of celebrating christmas and then we bring it together and then every christmas since we've been married has just been like we've done it different ways either we spend it with your family or we spend it with mine and now with our own family you and i are like trying to figure out like how do we do it Mm -hmm. together and and obviously you know our kids we we try to teach them through this concept of christmas in the sense that you know ultimately like we're celebrating the gift of jesus's birth mm-hmm. and so we these little these gifts that we're giving them is like as a shadow of that and so i now have to practice what it means to make and pack 
and decide on what kind of gifts we should give our kids. So that's where I'm at with that. So you said that this was like our biggest point of, not maybe not point of conflict, but like where... The our, our differences. Yeah. So like, how so? I just say that I think it's more on just like how we celebrated Christmas mm. growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that different as much as it was just, there was just differences. Yeah. I guess, I guess early on in our marriage, there was a lot, maybe more tension in that like I would come to events or holidays or bir- even birthdays like mm-hmm. things like that with those things already like, Instead I would of come with gifts no not even expectations but like I would come with gifts for you and you'd be like uh I forgot <laughs> kind of a thing right and so I guess there was maybe more that was maybe more evident early on in our marriage yeah and then I just started creating lists and was like, hey, if a birthday or a holiday is coming up, here are some things I would like. Exactly. <laughs> and and we just kind of kept that. And so now we're just like, hey, here's my list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's worked. And I think we went from like doing what our extended family did for each holiday. Mm-hmm. And so we would assimilate with whatever that context is. Yeah. And then now that we have kids, we're, I feel like we have to start creating our own identity for what christmas means for us mm-hmm. yeah for sure and so you know, along with that too is just like this whole are we going to do santa are we not mm-hmm. i think somebody asked us that mm-hmm. i think we had several people ask us that yeah and they're like so how are you guys going to do with santa and i've been like i've honestly not given it enough thought i've thought about about it a little bit since then but i don't know like what are your oh boy What's what's your rough draft on this? Because I have thoughts, and I'll, I'll. Do you want me to just kind of? Yeah, you, you can. Yeah. So, so basically, this is this is what's tough, right? You listen to any theologian about whether or not you should. How how do you handle how do you handle Santa as a Bible believing Christian parent when it comes to talking about it to your children? And the answers that you receive are so they are so like extreme to the to the like the gospel is the truth and jesus is the truth and you don't want to trade it in for anything lesser than that and so why would you ever bring up santa claus to your children as the reason for celebrating christmas and i don't know there's just something where when i hear that it's like dude you're such a buzzkill that's the first thought it's like of course nobody would disagree with you that at the end of the day this is about jesus's birth that's being celebrated but is there some sort of like non-extreme answer or approach Hmm. where it can be like a gradual you know a gradual transition to ultimately like some could santa somehow be a shadow you know of what giving means or what getting what you don't deserve you know the parts that aren't true are like you have to be in your best behavior or else you won't get gifts essentially Mm -hmm. like that's not the gospel but that's what i'm wrestling through of like do we take the road where we tell our children and they will be the advocates for santa doesn't exist and all your parents that tell you he does are a bunch of liars or is there some sort of middle road and you know evie's three now 
and she's aware of who Santa is. And she's asked if Santa's going to come and give us presents. And so, man, we are right there where we're going to have to answer those questions. And I'm trying to see if there's like some sort of middle road. So I don't know. That's that's what I think about it. And we've not really talked about what your thoughts are on Santa. Did you guys do Santa? Yeah, we did. But I think innately in my personality is a desire for honesty. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably my number one value in life is mm-hmm. pursuing the truth, even when it's hard to hear. It's yeah. extremely important to me. And that it was that way even as a child. And so when I did find out, I was probably maybe seven or eight, mm-hmm. I think. And um, I was I was very upset. I was like the kid who was like, this whole, like, fa- this whole thing fake. is been a facade. Yeah. Like, why? Why? go through all of this like hoopla i was very upset about it <laughs> then i was the kid who was like yeah Your parents are lying to you it's he's right. not real and so what's interesting is that with evie specifically i think she has a lot of my values i'm seeing in her like she values honesty she wants to have honest conversations and <laughs> even if she'll confess hard, her uh wrongdoing she does she feels very there is like a conscientiousness, mm-hmm. but but we share a lot of the same traits. I see a lot of same things in her. And so I already see that she, there've been a few times where I might say something like, I don't know, you know how you you threaten things that aren't, aren't really real. Like, oh, if you do that, yeah. you, you see that police officer over there. It just silly <laughs> things, you know what You're I mean? never going to eat ice cream ever again. Yeah, and Evie, that, when she knows my bluff, I can tell she gets very upset. Yeah. Like I lied to her. Yeah. And that trust between us is very important. And so with her specifically, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we could go down that road because yeah. that girl, I think she would take it very personally. And so. This, sorry, I was just going to say in terms of like, when do we have to figure this out? This is probably the last Christmas where we could get by. Without having to. Without having to have like a sit not a sit down conversation, but like she's going to be more curious about it. Yes. Next year. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely something for me. I think I don't want to make any rash decisions in parenting. I'm not saying if you do or don't, you're right or wrong. I think for us, we just need to decide what's best. Like, <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing is nobody in our, nobody that's an adult doubts the reality of Santa Claus. And whether or not he's some fictitious character. Because he is. And then meanwhile, everybody goes along with Santa as being a thing. In terms of like in the culture, out in the stores, in the movies. Like it's all, it's, it's a common cultural artifact in this time of year. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out like what's the, what's the medium way to do this? Is there... Mm-hmm. a medium way to do this where you are not so against it. I'm not saying there is or there isn't, mm-hmm. but is there some sort of graduated and then more importantly, three-year-old slash four-year-old appropriate response and conversation where you're not just totally just bashing your children's friends for believing yeah. in some fictitious character. Yeah, That's like the piece that, because nobody would disagree with you. 
that Santa's not real as an adult. Right. But, you know, you get asked by, like, people might come up and ask Evie, do you know what Santa's going to get you for Christmas? Mm -hmm. Or literally at the diner, there's a letter where you can send something to Santa. There's a letterbox where you can send something to Santa. Yeah. And so, like, how do we, you know, it's like coming at us at, at like a very fast pace mm-hmm. where there is a temptation for you because yeah we we are truth seekers in terms of like we want to uphold the truth we want to uphold what is true absolutely but like what is the age appropriate time and way to start sharing that with your child in a way that allows them to like ultimately come to an understanding of what the true reason is for christmas i think you start with like what it actually is so that's why i've been trying to like talk to her about like evie the reason we have christmas is because jesus is born Mm -hmm. that's what we're celebrating yeah and that's like the best gift we can ever receive yeah yeah i would i definitely need to spend i think more time personally just asking friends like what they do and kind of this is like my yeah data gathering i know you know i'm just like asking questions right seeing what like what do other families do what do you do so that i don't do that (laughs) no stop it (laughs) so i think that's that's kind of just my uh, approach for things like this i like to kind of just see right what other families do and then obviously i just i need to spend some personal time thinking about it yeah, that's just where we're I'm, at. I'm just going to pray about it, babe. Yeah, just, just pray about it. <laughs> you know, I have an unspoken prayer <laughs> request. <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> no, but I, I do, you know, Christmas is such an important and a special time. And I do want to make sure that the traditions and the rhythms that we set around it right. are focused on things that are going to share that bigger story with our children. Right. Yeah. And that it's not hyper-focused on this creeper who sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're <laughs> awake. And like, I mean, honestly, right? Yeah. Because then you are shaping their minds to believe that you are you are deserving of this gift because of your behavior. Like, that's not gospel. Right. And so, every, obviously, everything else is like, yeah, in a meritocracy you're deserving of your behavior based on how hard or how little you work towards achieving that goal. Mm-hmm. You got to grind it out. Okay, fine. That's good. That's like, sure. But there's something inherently like backwards about that when it comes to receiving the free gift that is offered to us through Christ, which is the whole reason for this. The so whole reason it for like this. You're leaning- no, I'm see, I <laughs> that's that to me seems like the clear and easy path. And it seems to me like the obvious it's obvious to be in that position at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yeah. What I'm wondering is, is there a non repulsive way of graduating your children from algebra, from from memorize counting numbers to algebra to calculus? You know, like just or does it have to be calculus right away or is it even calculus is it less complicated than i think it is right and so here you have it babe that's like literally what i was i listened to a john piper response on whether or not you should use santa or how to incorporate santa in christian families he was like really militant about it against it yeah he was like 
I don't understand how you could even trade in your sugarless cold porridge and and choose to have that over the wonderful news that is true about Jesus year round in the gospel. I was like, okay, like I don't disagree with that, but like how do we still have these conversations with our children? Like you didn't answer it for me. So, yeah, I think for me, something that I would want to, yeah, I think it just comes back to what rhythms are you Mm -hmm. building around these seasons, you know? And so for me, are the things that we're incorporating into our Christmas traditions pointing to this sense of wonder and anticipation and right those are all good things, you know, yeah. and, and things that we get to experience in Christ. And so exactly, I do want it to, yeah, I still want to, to capture the fun and the, exactly, you know, all of these things for our children. And also, again, I just, you know, want to always be pointing them to a bigger story. Yeah. And so, yeah, how to do that, that's the question. So I'm genuinely curious what other families do. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I've talked to a few people and they just have really creative ways of incorporating these things, especially for little kids where it's hard to explain these, you know, big concepts. And yeah. it's it's just helpful, you know, right. to, I think. We're still safe with Judah because he's probably just going to eat the gift wrapping paper. <laughs> he eats the Christmas tree ornament. So... <laughs> <laughs> so. We've got time with him, but like it's it's definitely come da- coming down to it. And this is probably, like I said, it's probably the last Christmas where we could get by with yeah. like, hey, here are our gifts. Yeah. Something that I think I just have been loving in this season with Evie, though. So she's yeah. about to turn four next year. But she, so she really gets things, you know, like this is the first time I feel like she's really going to get it. Mm-hmm. Like that she's opening gifts and mm-hmm. she's receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. And, she wants to Even give she gifts. she wanted to decorate the Christmas tree this year. She was yeah. so excited yeah, yeah. about decorating for Christmas. And I loved getting to experience that with her. And something that she's like, it's like the 12 days of Christmas with Evie. Because every single day she wants to make you a little present yeah, and put it does. under the tree for you. Yeah. For when you get home from work. And it's yeah. so cute. It's very cute. And of course, Jude like destroys it. But yeah. It's so It is super sweet. sweet. Like it almost makes me tear up. Her, that yeah. she already has this like I see that in her, you know, mm-hmm. of like it makes me wonder, like, have I passed on this way of like showing love by giving gifts to her? <laughs> because she walks around like wanting to give us gifts and it's so sweet. Yeah. I don't know. Some of that could be like environmental. Like I honestly am believe that some of it is just she was born with it. Like she was born with that bent. I don't know, because the one thing I do that I just kind of started with her and was like, wow, I'm really shooting myself in the foot with this is every time I would leave to spend time with myself, yeah. I got with a friend. <laughs> yeah. I would say to her, Evie, I'll bring you a treat when yeah. I come home. And I would leave it at her at the table at her little place setting for the morning when she would come down and she would have this like little treat. And it's like, I don't know, like a dollar or something like a lot of times it's like a piece of chocolate or something but i would always just like make sure that was like the only way i could like leave and her not just give you like total chaos and she would have something to look forward to and i was like what am i starting at first but then i was like you know what when she's a teenager 
I hope this is a fond memory that she looks back on. And it's like every time I, I just remember this thing where every time my mom would leave and have time to herself, she would always come back with a treat for me, yeah. you know? And so I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it too. Could she be. just was like so sweet in her little generosity. Mm-hmm. Literally every day she's like, I want to make something for Dada. Mm. <laughs> she leaves so it sweet. under the tree for you. Yeah. And she'll be like, you can't have it till Christmas. But then she like gives it she, to you because yeah, she, she shows can't it to help me and herself. It to me. Yeah. <laughs> it is sweet. Hmm. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I would like to see if there is something that we can redeem through the culture in terms of Santa. And if there is some sort of path to be able to not just be completely against it. Right. But it's like, what are the qualities or the elements of Christmas that we can extract and does that include Santa mm-hmm. that will ultimately point our children to the absolute, to the, to the truth of the gift that we have received in the good news of the gospel. Yeah. And man, that's like, yeah, that's just like what I feel like I'm facing this upcoming Christmas. And we just hope to be able to, I just hope that we're like, you know, we're, we're, g- we're going to give it our best shot. Shoot, Evie, if you're listening to this when you're an adult. <laughs> Like know that your mom and I gave it our best shot. Like this is this is our best take, honey. And we love you. <laughs> and we like are figuring this this stuff out. We don't know what we're doing most of the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these are the things that we're thinking of because we want to do things right for you guys. And Mr. Ornament eating Judah, <laughs> the one year old that he is now. So Yeah. I think when it comes to parenting there are a lot of different ways to do it right. And I think yeah. there are very specific ways that you can do it wrong. For um, sure. And so I think sometimes we get hung up on which right. And then sometimes we make those things ultimate and mm-hmm. like our way ultimate, you know? And I just think every family, I, th- I just think our lives our relationship with the Lord, like all of those things are so much more, there's so much more nuance and context and yes, like in certain seasons or circumstances, something might work and others it doesn't. And so I think for me, that is a very freeing way of operating in parenting where I don't feel like, Oh, I got to latch on to this, this one right way of doing it or Mm -hmm. else I'm going to do it wrong. You know, Mm. I think, at the end of the day, I am called to love my children no matter what and even if. Mm-hmm. I'm not called to make them happy. I'm not called to, like, you know, meet their every needs and every wishes and every, like, I, I cannot. Yeah. That's yeah. not my role. Ultimately, that's Christ's role. <laughs> I cannot try to, like, fill that or I'm going to, like, crush them. Crush them and kill myself trying, yeah. you know? And ultimately, a lot of times when we operate in those ways, it's driven by fear and it ends up resulting in a loss of connection and relationship rather than gained. And so I think for me, something that I just need to constantly come back to is I'm limited and I need the Lord's wisdom (laughs) in order to do this right. And wisdom means that in the truth that I know, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's showing me how to apply that on a day-to-day in yeah. this situation versus that situation. 
and this moment versus that, this season versus that, this circumstance we're walking through versus the next, you know, that requires wisdom and wisdom is nuanced and you have to rely on the Lord for it, you know? So for me, that's kind of just my, <laughs> my take on parenting. Otherwise you can latch on to all these philosophies or hacks, hacks or, you know, ways of parenting. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, they all could be right or they all could be wrong. You know, like, I don't, yep. I, I don't think there's one way. And when we found it, then that's the way that everybody has, everybody else has to follow this or you're doing it wrong, you right. know? And so. No, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's kind of how I'm going to approach this too. Just asking the Lord to show us, you mm-hmm. know, and being willing to change when we might recognize it's not working. Right. Or not working anymore.
Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.